Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michael Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. Well, you thought they were set up for a win, and maybe, just maybe, things would go in their direction, but no, nah, it's pretty much pretty much the way the season has gone for the Milwaukee Brewers. Last night, they get knocked off by the LA Dodgers, and uh, I was surprised that Suter, after the game, had said that he was nervous. He had some nerves. He had some jitters. Um you know, obviously with the leadoff double, he uh, didn't really concentrate. He was more worried about the runner at that point in time than he was, you know, kind of getting into a rhythm. He said he just couldn't get into his groove last night. It just, it's, it's, I hate to say it, it's kind of a microcosm, I guess, uh, of the season. that You just can't get into a groove, for lack of a better term. And so uh, last night, uh, the Brewers fall to the Dodgers back at it today, and uh, hopefully they can push this thing to a game three, which would be spectacular if they could. I don't know what the level of confidence is at this point in uh, that possibility, but nevertheless, uh, you know, hey, as long as you've got some hope, as long as you've got some breathing space, I guess, um, that's that's the way you look at it. Uh, 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. If you would like to chime in, uh, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Uh, again, 855-830-8648 on the Milwaukee Admirals, hashtag AdmiralsNow51 talk line as they get ready to start their 50, uh, 51st season, and hopefully they can. Uh, we talked a little bit about that yesterday, but uh, hopefully they can. Uh, you can hit us up over on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. You can find Radio Joe producing the show today, at Radio Joe Sports. Find him there. Uh, you can find our good buddy Evan Heffelfinger, at Evan Heff 25, at Evan Heff 25. You can hit us up over on the Facebook fan page. Simply go to Facebook.com. That's Facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. And you can email us there. Then there's uh, Instagram, there's YouTube. Uh, there's always the website, which is simply Bill Michaels at BillMichaelsSports.com. That's the email address. BillMichaelsSports.com is the uh, the uh, web address. And then uh, the Radio.com app, uh, another great way to hang out with us. And uh, we always appreciate it when you do. Uh, yesterday, uh, the Brewers, uh, like I had mentioned, uh, they fall 4-2. to two. Four to, they, they had numerous opportunities, too, to uh, put runs on the board. And just, again, clutch hitting. It just, 
it, it escapes him. It, it just this is we hoped for something different. The Brewers are a a, a sub five hundred team. The Dodgers are what they win 42, 46. I mean, it was like some ridiculous number uh, on the season. They're just a damn damn good forty two two and uh, what was it forty two and seventeen? I think they were. But regardless, it's just they're an incredible baseball team, and I was kind of hoping that David would slay Goliath, but um, you know we still have today. But it just doesn't kind of look like it. Betts last night leads off with that double, and then it just kind of rolled downhill from there. Christian Yelich two for five yesterday, a couple of strikeouts. Uh, Ryan Braun goes the over. He was over two with two strikeouts last night, and then uh, you know Jerko was over Vogelbach. Vogelbach let off that inning with a double, and you thought, okay, here we go. Scored a run. You, you're kind of like, this is here we go. This is the guy they needed. Uh, Arcia gets the uh, gets the RBI. Uh, gets a couple of them last night, and and you know I'm fired up. Garcia is a guy that, for whatever reason, in the postseason tends to play well. But if you would have had more out of Braun, if you would have had more out of Jerko, um, Sogard, Hira, you know maybe, but not last night. wasn't going to happen. And again, there's that magical four run mark. When you get to four runs, you usually win ball games, and that's exactly what the Dodgers did last night. So, back at it today. You're hoping that the Brewers, uh, a, again, a 9 o'clock Central Time start, so another late one on the West Coast, and you hope that the Brewers can just kind of rally, uh, put a couple of wins together. I mean, it's happened before, so who knows? Um, 855-830-8648. By the way, if you want to uh, chime in, you can. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. They're bringing you the Bud Light Huddle, brought to you by Bud Light, uh, or the Bill Michaels Huddle, brought to you by Bud Light Seltzer. That's coming up tonight. Dennis Krause and Stephanie Sutton. Going to be joining us tonight. Bud Light Seltzer, unquestionably good. Go to BudLight.com for all that it has to offer. So I'll go into the studio here in a moment and talk to Joe and Evan Heffelfinger last night about last night. But uh, the one thing I wanted to make a mention of is when you you looked at Suter's performance, he gave up three of those runs. Yardley did an amazing job. Topa did an amazing job. Peralta is what Peralta is. He has struggled all season long uh, and, and came in for that one inning. And uh, gave up that, gave up that base knock uh, that ended up, uh, or gave up the long ball, I should say, that ended up uh, plating a run. But uh, Rasmussen came in and uh, gave up the one hit, a couple of strikeouts, but uh, it was all too little, too late. So, Joe, last night, anything surprise you, stand out to you, or make you put your palm to your forehead? Uh, no, same old Brewers when it comes to the offense. I mean, nothing... that's exactly what I said. You're right. Yeah, I mean it. That it's just it is what it is at this point. Um, I'll say this: I give a lot of credit to the rookies, um, Eric Yardley, Justin Topa, Drew Rasmussen. Mm-hmm. I mean, you talk about guys put into positions like that, and they go out there and get outs and give the Brewers every chance to get back into that ball game. I mean, what more can you ask for from those dudes? I I, th- right. I thought what they did last night was pretty cool. Uh, I would agree with you, and and I was. Were you surprised by Suter's comments that he just got nervous? No, not at all. Um, you could you you could see it a little bit. I also think too, um, you know, part of Brent Suter's success. I mean, the dude's so unconventional, and he once once he throws that pitch and he gets the ball back, he gets right back on the rubber and is set to throw again. And you saw it right after he threw the first pitch to Mookie Betts. He gets right back on the rubber, he's ready to go, and Mookie Betts is not set, and he calls time. And then if you notice, a lot of these Dodger hitters, 
they were taking their time getting back into that batter's box. They were trying Very to patient. they were they were really trying to slow Brent Suter down. And over time, Brent Suter was not doing what he normally does. And so when you pair that to what he said last night, that he had the nerves, he's thinking about Mookie Betts on second, it, all this stuff now snowballs, and now the dude can't throw a strike. So I, I just – last night was was pretty surprising to see Brent Suter struggle as much as he did, but you put it all together, and, and that's what you got out of it. So, But I'm not going to pin this game on Brent Suter. I'm, no, I'm no, not, no, I'm, I'm not, not either. I'm but. not going to do it. You know what? The pitching last night collectively – did a really good job. They they did enough there to give the Brewers offense a chance to get ahead in that game, and they just couldn't do it. 855-830-8648-855-830-8648. Uh, if you want to chime in, feel free. Brewers get knocked off last night, double up 4-2, to two, and uh, we're talking about it today. we got a lot going on today, as a matter of fact, and I would be remiss if I didn't mention everything that we have happening today but we will talk a lot of brewers baseball get back into some uh, some football as well and in addition to that today is a fantasy football thursday is uh, kate majuk is going to be here uh coming up a little bit later on today seth mcclung the former brewers starting pitcher is joining us here at the bottom of the hour we'll talk with him about what he witnessed last night we're going to hear from brent Suter coming up here in a little bit ryan wood of the green bay press gazette's going to join us uh, eric eager the data science expert for Pro Football Focus, he's going to join us. I mentioned, excuse me, it is uh, it is a fantasy football Thursday, so Kate's going to be here with us. Dick Girardi is back, longtime horse racing expert. We got another one coming up, so we're going to get into the uh, into the horse racing aspect of things, and uh, and kind of go from there. So it's uh, it's going to be a good day. What bothered you most about last night's Brewers loss? And I think. What, uh, what Joe, you said is probably spot on with saying same old, same old. So, uh, Evans, you stay up and watch that game last night as well? I did. I started falling asleep in the eighth inning there, but I, I stayed alive for the entire game. And? I, I don't think anything surprised me. If anything, I was encouraged. I was expecting it to be an absolute blowout. I mean, I know Walker Bueller was dealing with the blisters in his finger, but they, they hung tight. And I think even only losing by two runs is pretty good. I wish that they had taking advantage of all the runners that they had on base but oh, that's god yes that's the 2020 brewers that's the 2019 brewers 2018 i mean it's been their problem for the past few years so nothing surprising there i mean what joe said the bullpen was absolutely incredible besides that one pitch by freddie peralta i mean they shut down everything and i think it's encouraging to see and they were talking about on the broadcast last night how different and how unique every single one of those pitchers are with their arm movements the pitch movements I mean they were throwing everything at the Dodgers and you could tell that they were off balance they didn't really know what to expect from those guys so I think I'm encouraged I don't expect the Brewers to win tonight necessarily but with Brandon Woodruff on the hill you never know so I'm, I'm encouraged I don't think anything surprised me other than we hung tighter than I thought we would were the Dodgers cheating last night i don't know if you caught that eduardo perez had some things to say we'll get into that discussion we'll also take away what you thought of this milwaukee brewers baseball team last evening as they get beat by the dodgers four to two stay tuned we got a lot more of the bill michael show coming up right after this border to border the bill michaels sports talk network
Epoxy flooring done right. They can do your floors. They can do your business. They can do industrial. It doesn't really matter whether it's epoxy flooring, polyurea coating, whatever it happens to be. Check it out. Go to epoxyflooringdoneright.com. That is epoxyflooringdoneright.com. And uh, get a hold of my buddy Sean over there. They, I was just downstairs today admiring the floor in the gym. I do it every damn time I walk down the stairs. Got a good workout in today, down on the floor, doing some crunches and stuff. And I'm like, this is, this is pretty nice. Really kind of dressed it up. I'm, I'm pretty happy with this stuff. Really happy with this stuff. And it's warrantied for life. That's the best part about it. Go to epoxyflooringdoneright.com. What bothered you the most? about last night's Brewers loss. What bothered you the most about last night's Brewers loss? Um, to me, it looked like the Dodgers knew something because there was some really close pictures and they weren't swimming in anything. That uh, is from John. John, appreciate it. 855-830-8648. Uh, what bothered me most about the Brewers loss uh, in the Padres trade still going to watch but not confident at all another big thing is why does turner have a mic uh when he's out there playing uh like it's the all-star game uh you know what i never did understand that in in the playoffs i mean i know they want to bring you additional um coverage in the playoffs but you know it's uh you're right i mean it's not like they're giving away you know secrets or anything though to be honest with you, right? Uh, 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. Uh, Christian Yelich comes up with opportunities again, cannot produce. What do we pay this clown for? That is from Jake. Jake, come on. I bet you you were one that were screaming and yelling and jumping up and down when they paid Christian Yelich. And by the way, they didn't pay him. They paid him a good contract, don't get me wrong, but they didn't pay him what he probably could have gotten in the open market, right? Then again, you would have waited through this year. Nobody knew COVID was coming. You wanted to get a deal done. I mean, come on. Hindsight being what it is, it's very easy to point the finger and say. Um, but I think that's kind of a that's a very poor comment, to be honest with you. Um, this is from uh, Pellet Man who says, uh, Suter, you were nervous. You're the last team in facing the best team in baseball and expected to lose, get crushed. Why are you nervous? There's no pressure or expectations. Come on. And uh, that I understand. I get that as well. You really didn't. I mean, that's what I said yesterday. Let it all hang out. You got nothing to lose. You're not expected to win. Hell, you weren't even expected to be there. Just let it all hang out. Go ahead. No big, ain't no thing. Go, go ahead and do it. Uh, Mark writes in a Wendy's email inbox, he says, uh, what I expected last night was the Brewers to get beat. I got exactly what I was expecting. Uh, ESPN announcer Eduardo Perez suggested that the Dodgers were cheating with their treatment of Walker Bueller's blister. Now, Bueller got uh, the start in game one of the Dodgers wild card series against the Brewers yesterday. Now, he lasted just four innings and was lifted after allowing a couple of runs. He had an elevated pitch count at 73 over his four innings, but he was trying to pitch through a blister on his right index finger. They got a close-up of it last night. And Perez pointed out on the ESPN telecast that the pitcher is not allowed to have anything attached to his hands or wrists. So one of the things was, you know, when he pointed it out, he had a bunch of gunk on his fingertips. 
Now, it's, it is supposed to help you pitch through the blister, but the bottom line is you're not supposed to have anything foreign on the baseball. Perez seems to believe that the Dodgers were circumventing the rules with the way Bueller's hand looked. And the Dodgers ace has been dealing with that blister pr- pretty much all month. He missed a couple of weeks during September due to a blister. But he's only pitched four innings in, the, in each of his last couple of starts, and in his previous start he allowed just one hit over four scoreless which likely convinced the Dodgers that it was worth having him start game one of the series. But many pitchers have been accused of using illegal foreign substances, though they don't often get penalized for it. But last night, Eduardo Perez brought it up, said, look, you know, to the letter of the law, you're not supposed to have anything on your hands. And he did. That was one of the questions that came up last night. Now, I personally don't think he was cheating, just for the fact that the bottom line is we've seen this Brewers offense pretty much operate in this exact same fashion all season long. But it is something that – now, it is something to consider to the letter of the law. But if anybody would have known, and in, and if anybody would have had a legitimate complaint, it would have been Craig Council. Craig Council knows the, quote, spirit of baseball. He's been around it his entire life of what you should and shouldn't do and can and can't do and what you should and shouldn't allow. So if there would have been anybody – that would have been watching the broadcast, that would have gone out and said to Craig, hey, you know, replay-wise or video-wise or what have you, you know, maybe uh, you might want to get this taken a look at. It's not like it was gunked up. This wasn't rosin or pine tar or whatever on an arm, on a forearm or on a sleeve. You know what I mean? This wasn't that. This was a, you know, something that they give you to soften the, the skin up a little bit so that blister doesn't break. So that... I guess that's the reason in the, in the, quote, unwritten rules, the spirit of baseball, they didn't say anything. I don't personally feel that the, the Dodgers were cheating, but some do. And those that had money on the game may have felt that. Whoa, wait a minute, you're getting an unfair advantage, that type of thing. You know, if you're, if you're a betting person, you're probably looking at it going, wait a minute, I'm being cheated out of my money. But other than that, nobody said anything last night. But it was brought up. It was brought up. Uh, our buddy Kyle, listening to us, said uh, from Fond du Lac, he says, Brewers going to get tonight's game. 5-2, to two, book it. Uh, this is from Jason. Jason writes in Wendy's email inbox, and nothing unexpected. I was in bed by five, by the fifth inning, and it, uh, I read the box score this morning. It was exactly what I thought it would be. Disappointing, but, hey, they got there. Uh, this is from Mike. Mike says, I thought Suter was a little bit out of his league. It seemed like he was wide-eyed in the opening couple of innings. Uh, that's what I had said. And he, we're going to hear from Brent Suter coming up here in just a little bit, as a matter of fact. We're going to hear some of uh, some of his thoughts. But uh, I thought that as well. And then he confirmed it last night after the game. He did say, look, he just couldn't get into a rhythm. And, and give credit to the Dodgers. They knew coming in. He's a guy that, as Joe had stated a little while ago, he's a guy that likes to work quick. You know, by the time you're already stepping back into the batter's box, he's already kicking and delivering. And they slowed him down last night. They took him out of his rhythm. He was never really in his in his zone, the way he likes to pitch. And you know what? The Dodgers did it last night. Look for teams to do that moving forward. You've got a little bit of a, a rattle factor for Brent Suter now. So now the way to kind of throw him off is just step out. Now, you're not going to step out every time. I thought last night there was some, uh, some of the guys for the uh, Dodgers that stepped out that was just excessive. You know, uh, they were still they 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 take the pitch and then they like walk across the plate, 
and look around and then walk back across the plate and look down at the third base coach and, and then do the batting gloves. And I even at one point was kind of sitting there thinking, come on, isn't there some kind of a pitch clock here? Can't, can't you get these guys to step back in? And I thought it was a little excessive, but within the spirit of baseball and plus the postseason, all the rules are pretty much thrown out the window. Uh, it, it, it never, never culminated that way. 855-830-8648-855-830-8648. Give us a shout. Uh, this is from Kathy. Kathy says, I've still got faith in my true blue brew crew. Uh, hashtag this is my crew. Hopefully they get a win tonight and make it a one-game series. Then anything can happen. Uh, this is from uh, Cedar. Cedar says, once you get it to a one-game series, all the pressure goes back on L.A. Just get the game tonight. Again, like you said, you have nothing to lose. Jason writes, one game, that's it. That's all I'm asking for. Just get the win tonight, and we can all enjoy ourselves. Well, I go back to the philosophy that we just heard from the couple of other emailers that said, you get a win tonight, and all the, all the pressure is on L.A., all of it. Tonight, all the pressure is on you. But again, it is and it isn't. Just go let it hang out. Just... Just who cares? Just go do it. You know, as it gets down to crunch time, you think to yourself, you know what? We still got a lot of fight in us, but we weren't supposed to be here. So we're playing on uh, with house money right now. And that's that's kind of the way you, you, you look at it, I guess. That's the best way to look at it, I guess. 855-830-8648. Give us a shout. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over at New Mail Medical, treating guys with ED all over the state, well beyond the borders as well. And, uh, hey, if you're like me, when the pandemic hit, you're sitting in your house, uh, maybe binge-watching stuff, binge-eating stuff, uh, eating out of boredom, whatever it happens to be, and then and then you finally say, enough. Enough is enough. I need to get up. I need to move. I need to do something else. So that's when I called New Mail Medical. I said, you know, I, I called uh, I called uh, uh, Carlos and Dr. Tim and such over there, and I said, hey, guys, I, I just want to kind of jumpstart this thing. What do you recommend? And they said, come on in. We'll do a workup. We'll take a look, and that's exactly what they did. They said, okay, here's here's the plan we're going to put you on. And then I started working out again. And then one day led to another, into another, and I started doing cardio, and then I felt better. And, you know, before it's all said and done, between the low T being fixed, cured, if you want to call it that, or maintained, and then obviously the all-in-one weight loss program, I'm sitting here. I was 292 going back to January, 237.8 today, the lowest I have been since I was a sophomore in high school. It works. All you got to do is call. Or if the indoor games aren't exactly what you want them to be, if you know what I mean, they can help you out with that as well. Just call them. It's worth a phone call. 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. That is the Newmail Medical Center, and it really does work. Coming up next, remember Seth McClung, former Brewers starting pitcher. He's going to join us. That's coming up next on the Bill Michael Show. 16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Come, my lady. Come, come, my lady. You're my butterfly. Sugar, baby. Come, my lady. Come, come, my lady. You're my butterfly. Welcome back. The Brewers a shot at it again tonight. All the pressure on the Dodgers as the Brewers, they got, they got just let it all hang out. Yeah, it's a one and done. If you lose this one, you go home. But uh, you weren't expected to be there to begin with with a sub-500 record. And now you just got to get it. 
That's it. Just got to get it. Hopefully the Brewers can coming up this evening. 855-830-8648. If you want to chime in, feel free to go ahead and do so. Again, 855-830-8648. Maybe Clayton Kershaw is bitten by the uh, Clayton Kershaw postseason bug, and Brandon Woodruff throws a gem this evening. We'll have to wait and see, but that's a 9 o'clock Central time start out there in L.A. Joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline, very active on Twitter last night, uh, Big Red Ball 73 is Seth McClung, the former Brewers starting pitcher, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline now. Seth, how you been? Hey, buddy. I'm good, man. How are you guys? We are doing good. Uh, we were hoping for a better outcome last night, but there is still uh, tonight. So take us inside a clubhouse right now with uh, what, what the thought process is and maybe what uh, you witnessed last evening. Well, I, you know, with the, the team as young as it is, I'm sure they're pretty loose. I don't, I don't think uh, – I don't think it's a sense of dread or anything like that. I mean, obviously, you understand that that this is a a winner winner go home situation. But uh, basically, the the big thing for the Brewers is just to kind of stay loose and do the things that they do, and just kind of you know try to break out of that shell. They've kind of been in a funk offensively all year, so it's just kind of you know you got to get out there and get early and and get that run early. But uh, the key is just not overthinking it. So last night, Eduardo Perez alluded to the fact that Bueller was, um, you know, he had some gunk on his finger to help him get through the blister. Is that just kind of one of those unwritten rules that, you know, if a guy's got a blister, you just kind of let it go? Well, it, it's, it's not only that. I mean, I, I can promise you more than one person on that uh, Brewers bullpen has some stuff on his hands as well. So. It's just kind of one of those things that people over overlook or you know just kind of turn a blind eye to because uh, honestly a lot of the guys that just kind of have stuff on their hands. So the the offense of the Brewers has been pretty anemic all season long. Um, is it just because it's just a weird year? You don't have video. You can't look at pitches. You know, because pitching obviously has been up. The ERAs have been better. Uh, is it just because of a weird year that you've seen the offense uh, kind of plummet so much? I, I think it's a combination of a lot of things. Um, the game itself uh, as a whole is is, is kind of geared toward just hit a home run, and that's all they really care about. Um, when you add to the fact that it is a short year, when you add to the fact that pitchers do kind of have the advantages that uh, you, you, know, you can't go back and watch video anymore uh it's just kind of it's a combination of a lot of things i mean but uh those two things are are probably the biggest advantages right now for pitchers what have you seen out of this brewers pitching staff this season when you when you look at some of the guys you you talk about obviously corbin burns who really stepped up woodruff has pitched extremely well it's a shame that devin williams is already having uh, a little bit of issue that he was not able to get on this portion of the postseason roster. He could have been used and utilized last night, but they've they've got a pretty good foundation of arms in there right now, right? Yeah, I think what you see is optimism. Um, you know, good foundation of young guys who can pitch and throw the ball pretty well. Um, the sad thing is, is the season sixty games long, and and basically sixty games into a season is kind of when everybody's arm gets a little cranky. Um, and it's just kind of what they ran into. If you, if you look, they're not the only team that's dealing with uh, injuries. I mean, the Padres lost their one and two, and a, a, a lot of teams are really kind of dealing with some guys that, that kind of have some arm injuries. So the 60-game mark in 162 games is, is kind of the point, like I said, when everybody arm, everybody's arm gets a little cranky. So it just happens to be uh, sad that we don't get to see uh, Williams in there, whose changeup is, I mean, it's the best 
pitching baseball. I mean, it's 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 devastating. Um, you know, I watched him early on in the year, and, and I just watched that change up, and I even tweeted about it. I, I said, how does this guy only have 2,000 followers on his Twitter account? I mean, this guy's amazing. So, um, you know, just the combination of him and Hayter at the back end is, is exciting, and, and the bullpen's got some pretty good arms there, and, and, and starting pitching's pretty good. I mean, you have some pieces. You really do. Uh, talking with Seth McClung, the former Brewers starting pitcher. Follow him on Twitter at Big Red Ball seventy three at Big Red, Big Red Ball seventy three. So uh, when you look at some of the cornerstones here, I guess it, you, in a shortened season, you say that guys' arms start to get a little bit cranky. So, but you still got corner pieces. You still got cornerstones you can build upon. And you, you talked about the optimism. So going into the off season. You know, you're just talking about adding a few bats and and maybe a piece of uh, of of arm here and there. Or how, I mean, how optimistic are you come next year for a full season? Uh, I mean, you got to be pretty happy. Um, you, you always want to add. I, I think I always feel like you can always add a start. You know, just let's already add a name, a guy that's been there, a guy that's you know innings eater kind of guy, a number three or four kind of guy to that rotation. Um, but you know, you're probably Braun's probably done. Um, if, if I had to put money on it, I'd say he's probably done. Um, so that frees up some money. I, I think if there's a, a viable option in the free agent market to have a consistent and, uh, more healthy at bat there, I think you go get that. Um, and you're looking for somebody you can control for two to three years. Who's going to, you know, hit, hit 20 home runs and hit two sixty in North. So you want something like that. Um, if Braun does come back, I think you really got to look at moving him to first base because th- that's really kind of been a hole for the Brewers is finding a, a consistent first baseman. Um, I, if Braun can handle that, uh, being that first base, and if the DH comes back or being a first base DH, I think I think his numbers would, would do well there, and then you can go and add another bat. So then that's kind of what you're looking at is, is just kind of that, that one more bat, maybe, maybe two, because I mean, they don't really have, you know, when you talk about who you would replace, you don't really have anybody you want to replace. It's just another year experience for some of those younger guys to get better. So you want to rely on that and the fact that their experience is going to give them one year better. And then, and then you're talking maybe one, two players to add on this team to uh, really give them a chance. Yeah, I uh, I don't think they're far away. I just think that in that offensive lineup, boy, clutch hitting was just it was so tough this year. Uh, I and again, I there's so many reasons for it, but clutch hitting for the Milwaukee Brewers, you didn't think it was going to be a problem. Obviously, Lorenzo Cain opting out, I think his bat the way he started the season would have been uh, a really good addition. And then you're right, you we have been talking about the first base position pretty much since Prince Fielder left, right? Oh, oh, definitely. I mean, I mean, offensively at least. Uh, I know uh, defensively, Prince could have been a little bit of a circus over there at times, but uh, definitely with his bat is is something. I mean, how, I mean that. How do you replace that? I mean, seriously, they're one of the premier power hitters of of an era. But um, you know, definitely first base is kind of that spot where you want somebody to hit twenty to to forty home runs, and and they just haven't had that guy. As uh, a manager. You tell me what you think of the way Craig Council has been able to handle and manipulate the roster. So, you know, with with Craig, and, and first off, we're talking about, you know, a baseball genius. I mean, Craig's, Craig's awesome. I mean, lock him up for 10 more years. I mean, he, he's your manager. Um, 
you know, being able to handle the young guys, I, I think I think Craig's, Craig's experience not only being a, a utility kind of guy going and doing everything, but having World Series titles, being in those big at-bats. And, uh, you know, he's not <laughs> – He's not an overly intimidating man either, uh, but he's a very serious man. So his his ability to connect with those guys on every single level and, and plug and play these guys with all these different rosters and all these different lineups, I, I think it's 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 invaluable. I think he's I think he's one of the most underrated and undervalued managers in the game. So uh, you mentioned Ryan Braun. You think Braun is done unless uh, maybe the the DH sticks around and he does come back. I mean. Um, when you uh, when you look at Ryan Braun's career, and you played with the guy, um, give me your thoughts on Ryan Braun's career, and uh, and and the possibility of like you had mentioned, DHing, playing first base in the future. How much he, you think he has left in the tank? You know, I, I, for somebody like Ryan, I mean, he's done everything. I mean, from having MVP caliber seasons to longevity to success, and he's had money. I mean, there's nothing that he wants other than winning. So um, for a guy like Ryan to come back, you know, you obviously look at the Brewers to maybe add some pieces and entice him to that um, because he's done it all. I mean, uh, I mean, literally it all from – from the controversy to the the success and all of that, so you know, um, a good clubhouse guy, a good a good guy to joke around with, uh, a fun guy, um, somebody who probably has some aspirations to do some other things. I mean, I don't know if you remember, but he did have a T-shirt line at one point when uh, he started mm-hmm. out. I mean, definitely did some stuff out there in L.A. that he wants to do. Uh, so you really, you know, as as me personally knowing Ryan. Um, you know, I, I don't know um, if he's done mentally. Uh, the game really put the grind on you. I know, I know the back is is a problem, and uh, I just know that when when you consistently have to take yourself out of games that I've seen Ryan kind of do over the last few years, that, that wears on you. I mean, I think uh, uh, weary was the word used last night on Twitter. He's very weary, and it just kind of I, I thought that was pretty a pretty good analogy for where he is. He's just kind of he's any time that that back. Uh, real quick before I let you go, when you had mentioned uh, uh, Craig being, you know, brilliant in so many different facets, um, was this something that you, as you watched him as a player, um, I mean, were you in the dugout and he was talking about other situations and things cerebrally, and the fact that maybe you got a, an inkling and a foreshadowing that he might become a manager someday? Well, he was just a natural leader. Um, I, I can't, I can't tell you how many times I, I remember talking to Craig during batting practice and. And, and I, I took a very simplistic approach when I played um, because it, I, I just listened to what Jason Kendall put down and threw it. It was, it was pretty much that, that simple. But getting batting practice, when you talk to, to players, is when you really find out a lot about the game. And, and Craig would just – we would just talk about players and situations, and, and he definitely had a grasp and an ability to kind of teach – in a situation where, you know, I, I'm not obviously as a major league baseball player ignorant to the situation, but he would make it sound like uh, very, very crystal clear on how to um, explain something to, to somebody who was 
already there. So you could definitely tell that, that Craig was somebody who could lead and uh, lead men at the major league level, even as he was a player. Great stuff, Seth. Uh, I hope everybody continues to follow you, not only this season but beyond. Uh, they can follow you at Big Red Ball 73 on Twitter. Great to talk to you, man. I appreciate it. What have you been up to? Anything in spe- uh, specifically? Uh, well, yeah, I, I coach now. Uh, I've helped put over uh, 250 kids in scholarship offers for, for college baseball since I retired in 2014, and, and that's what I do full-time, and I enjoy it. Uh, I'm a far far better coach than I ever was as a player so uh they say those who can do and those who can't coach and uh so i'm coaching right now and uh, i really enjoy it uh, i run a program called the florida gulf coast prospects and we get up out there and play across the country great stuff and uh we hope to see you soon down the road okay all right buddy thanks for having me appreciate it seth there you go seth mcclung former uh, milwaukee brewers starting pitcher big red ball 73 that's big red ball 73 follow him over there on Twitter. Really, really good stuff. Hey, the uh, 555 is back at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Five years, no interest. Five months, no first payment, which puts you into 2021. And then 5% bonus savings on top, on top of all of this. That goes for the windows, the doors, and the installation. It's that simple. If you're looking at I mean, you woke up this morning, it was a little bit cool. Frost advisory coming up tonight. See how your house is. Turn the heat off in your house and then see how cold your house is in the morning. If you've got a lot of cold coming through, eh, maybe it's insulation, but also maybe it's windows, right? Maybe it's the windows. Uh, I I, I, I kind of test my house ever since I had the windows and doors replaced. And i got to tell you, I haven't he- heard the heat kick on, but maybe a couple of times, that's it. I mean, it's just it's been genuinely great. So check it out, and they're secure, and they add value to your home, by the way. So there you go. That's our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. The 555 deal is back, and all you have to do is either one stop in, or go to the Pella Experience Center near you, or just simply go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. Get those windows and doors. Start saving money today. Start adding money to your home, and it really is worth it. When we come back, going to hear from last night's starter. We'll see uh, what he had to say after the fact, and, and you'll hear some of the comments that I was alluding to earlier today. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show is next. Now, a green and gold update brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veterans Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers getting ready to face the Falcons Monday night. The team signed a wide receiver, Caleb Scott, out of Vanderbilt to the practice squad. At 3-0, Green Bay has scored the most points in the NFL. At 0-3, Atlanta's defense has given up the most points. But that doesn't mean that Matt Ryan and the offense can't score. Packers nickelback Chandon Sullivan. We're going to have to prevent, you know, the explosive plays. You know, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, you know, these are very talented guys. And we're going to have our hands full. We know they like to throw the ball a lot. So we're going to get our opportunities. We just got to make the plays and, you know, just limit theirs. Head coach Matt LaFleur says he's surprised the Falcons haven't won a game yet. It's always only a couple plays here or there that can really alter the outcome of the game. We know this. We're going to have a, a very hungry Atlanta Falcon team coming in here. That, no doubt about it, should be 2-1 and one right now. That's Matt LaFleur in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Last night's starter, Brent Suter, he uh, talked after his start and after the game last night. He said, this is, this is what happened. You know, I, a lot of things, you know, nerves going on. Uh, excited to be out there. Grateful to be out there. And then... Uh, you know, Mookie gets that leadoff double, um, you know, and I'm thinking about him. I think it took some focus off the plate and then 
I missed some corners and then all of a sudden it was just kind of a snowball effect. I was trying to breathe, trying to, you know, disengage and just do the, you know, the normal routine to get me back and back in sync. And I just couldn't find it. Um, and just a lot of bad misses, um, just gave him, gave him two runs, just gave him a, you know, spot him two runs right there. Um, just felt terrible. I was doing everything I could and my normal, more normal things to get back in, in line and get back in the zone. And it's just, I just struggled to find it. Said uh, he was rushing his pitches last night, wasn't pacing himself, uh, then couldn't slow himself down. They were taking the time in and out of the box. Here's what he had to say. I was probably just rushing. Um, I was trying to get my, my eyes down there and that usually helps me stay back that much more to get, get on time. And I was just rushing. I couldn't, I, I was trying to slow down and it just wasn't, wasn't happening for a lot of pitches. So, um, yeah, it was one of those letdowns, um, you know, felt like let the team down big time. Um, it's, it was tough, but bullpen did a heck of a job picking us up and keeping us in the game. It was, you know, incredible effort by guys, you know, Yardley, Tope, you know, Freddie, Rass, they did awesome. So, uh, and Orlando getting that home run kept us, you know, got us right back in the game. So despite pitching about as bad as I've ever pitched, we still had a chance to win. So that was, uh, that was a cool feeling of having the teammates pick us up. They did. Uh, the problem was last night, uh, you know, you give credit to the Dodger hitters. Dodger hitters were just uh, extremely patient at the plate last night, and uh, they worked the count, and it was uh, much to their success. So uh, we'll talk more about uh, last night's loss. Look forward to today or tonight's game, too, and hopefully the Brewers can get a win in that one. We're going to talk some Packers, though, when we come back. Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette, PackersNews.com, going to be joining us. Stay tuned. we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.